Building a business is hard. Maintaining healthy relationships with those that you care about is hard. Staying fit and healthy in your body, your mind, and your emotions is hard. This podcast is about finding and sharing tools, strategies, and experiences that may help you to achieve and maintain moderate success in your life, whatever that means to you. There is a ton of content created by the billionaires, the ultra-successful athletes, and by people that are at a level that the vast majority of us will just never get to. And if you're anything like me, I'm totally okay with that. This is a place where we talk about how to build a great business, but not necessarily a massive one. A place to talk about how we build a life that is balanced and integrated, but not necessarily optimized to levels that are not realistic for most of us. In short, it's a place where we explore how to be moderately successful. The work will always remain yours, and for the most part, it's simple, but not easy. I want to challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. I want to challenge you to take whatever resonates with you from this episode and to teach it to somebody that you think will benefit from it, and to do so in the next 24 hours. This will embed the learnings for yourself, and you'll be helping someone else as well as the podcast. Lastly, please share this with whoever you think needs to have this in their lives. The more reach we can get, the more impact we can have. With that said, let's get into it. Hey everyone, it's good to be back. It's been a little while since I've recorded a pod. And at the end of the last episode that I published, I put out a poll on LinkedIn and I said, what out of these three topics would you most like to hear about? And overwhelmingly, the answer was dealing with overwhelm. And I can't say I'm surprised at all because I think it's completely or almost pervasive at the moment in the world. Um, and it's something that I struggle with and always have struggled with and I think will continue to struggle with. So today is less about me teaching anybody anything and more about sort of sharing what works for me and in the hope that it might trigger or resonate or there might be a tool there or a process that can help you. So I think it's important to sort of align on, on what I mean, at least when I talk about overwhelm. So I suspect there's different definitions, but my sort of definition of overwhelm is Generally, when a kind of sense of fear takes over and the fear is that I'm going to fail at certain things or all things or that I'm dropping balls or that I'm just not going to get done what I need to get done to the quality or efficacy that I need to get that done. It's a kind of feeling that I'll just never get on top of the things that I have to get on top of. And it kind of spirals pretty, pretty fast and it can lead to some sort of paralysis of productivity, I guess. The sort of overwhelming, excuse the the, the pun, but the, the overwhelming feeling is just that I can't cope, right? That it's too much. But for me, I've been through this cycle enough times in my life to know that actually it's very seldom got anything to do with the workload or the pressure or deadlines, but it's it's almost always my state of mind and slash or my process that is actually failing and that therefore it actually is within my control to get things back to a better state. I'm certain of this now. I've been through this enough times to be sure that in my own life, when I feel overwhelmed, I need to stop and revisit my process and stop and revisit the fundamentals, which I'll speak about today. And, and I hope that this is a message that resonates with, with a bunch of people because there are a lot of hours in every day. We just generally use them very badly. And when we can figure out how to use them very well and how to get the fundamentals right, our productivity can go through the roof. So with, with that said, how do you deal with this, right? And for me, 
this is all about continual improvement. It's about a process that I have now that I want to share, but I also want to say very clearly that this is an ongoing endeavor for me and it definitely will change over time for sure. So this is really about sharing what I've learned and, and the tools that I've got up until now, and I hope it's helpful. So I think I'll start with a bit of a story. So not too long ago, in fact, quite soon after I put out the poll, I was feeling very, very overwhelmed, which is why I haven't actually done a podcast in a while. And I was talking to my good friend, the executive healthcare guy, and we were on a, a ride or a walk or a run or something. And I was, I was really just in a pretty bad state. And we spoke for quite a few hours about this stuff. And, you know, he was sort of sitting there listening and, and what have you. And then didn't really say too much when we were together, but a couple of hours later, he just shot me a text and he said, Hey, I'm sure you're on top of this, but, but how are the basics going? And I pretty much flogged them off and I was like, yeah, look, they're fine. Everything's fine. But then I started thinking about them. And, and just before I go on, like, what do I mean by the basics? You know, the basics are sleep, diet, alcohol consumption, meditation, exercise. And I actually had quite a sort of profound realization at that point is I actually went to my habit tracker and I was like, geez, you know, actually I'm really neglecting the basics. I had not been true to my meditation practice. I was sleeping fine, but not amazing. My diet wasn't as good as it normally is. I wasn't exercising enough. And I was like, wow, this is actually, you know, really, really stark that I've dropped these habits and I've, I've sort of not been particularly good with them. And I'm feeling really, really bad about it. It didn't make me feel better immediately. But again, I've been through this process enough to know that mood follows action and that the work to be done here is not to try and get into a good mood to take action, but it's rather to take action to shift your mood or your emotional state. So I got right back into my process and literally within a few hours, I was feeling considerably better. Fast forward to today, which is probably a week or two later, and I'm feeling much, much better. So what do I mean by the basics? Okay, so for me, the basics are quite specifically sleep, diet, alcohol consumption, meditation, exercise. And then there's another one in there, which is my productivity process. In, in my case, I use the getting things done method or GTD. You can Google that. There's a great book by David Allen on the process. And then sort of arching over all of the stuff is, is the Eisenhower matrix and a version of the serenity prayer. I'm not a religious person, so it's not so much a prayer, but more just a, a guiding post for me. And I'll talk a bit about those a little later. So the way that I, I think I can package this best to make it useful is through a concept that I follow, which is a personal scorecard or a, a habit tracker. A lot of you are probably familiar with a business scorecard. If you're not, you should be. You should really employ that, especially if you're in a small business leadership team. And the idea here is really just a small set of numbers, five to 15 numbers, that if they are on track, the health of your business is generally going to be okay. And they're generally leading indicators, right? Now, I've taken this concept and applied it to my personal life. Quite simple, right? It's inspired by James Clear, but I've added some stuff to it and taken some stuff away. And I look at this scorecard every single day. Now, for me, the scorecard looks as follows, right? It's basically yes or no every day. Get early morning sun. The reason I get early morning sun, this is from Andrew Huberman, Dr. Andrew Huberman, is it resets or, or adjusts your circadian rhythm. So the earlier you can get real sunlight into your eyes, the better you're going to sleep. I meditate every morning and every night. I 
try to catch the spiral of negative thinking at least once a day. I compliment or express gratitude to my wife for something. I try and do 45 minutes on average cardio high intensity every day. I work on my core every day. I call this 100 push-ups every day, but it's basically strength working. I need to eat well. I need to not consume alcohol. I need to get three hours of deep work done every day. It's worth expanding on this a little bit. You might say three hours of work is not enough, and it's it's not to, to run any meaningful job or business. But to get three hours of focused deep work every day, that's probably more than the vast majority of people get done. In, in their jobs. And it's, this is particularly difficult for me because I probably have ADD. I've never been diagnosed. But for me to do this and, and put a point on it actually unlocks a lot of stuff. If I can get three hours of focused quality work done every day and then still do calls and admin work and everything, I know I can really shift the needle and, and, and do meaningful work. I need to be in bed by half past nine at night. I need to spend time fully focused on my daughter, time fully focused on my son. I need to review my GTD method, the getting things done method every day. I need to have a cold shower every day for 30 seconds. And I need to drink three liters of water every day. I need to have dinner with my family and I need to have breakfast with my family. So that's my scorecard. And if I can do those things every day, it's hard work. It takes intentionality. It takes planning. But this shifts everything for me. These things change a little from time to time. But these are the fundamentals for me. And it's actually... Very simple, but it's very difficult. But when I go back to these things, everything falls into place for me. I'm sleeping well. I'm eating well. I'm carving out deep work focus time. I'm taking care of my mind. I'm taking care of my body. I'm taking care of my family and my relationships. I'm taking care of and, and putting daily emphasis into planning and review and everything I'm doing. And I'm carving out this time to be connected. This sounds very easy, potentially, but it's not. At least it's not for me. These things falter very, very easily. You're at the end of your day and you start watching Netflix and it's now quarter past nine and you need to be in bed by half past nine and you just click next and you know away you're going and it's now 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, etc. This requires quite a lot of stuff for me to set up so this happens. So I have a whole bunch of things, which I won't necessarily go into today, a whole bunch of things set up in my life to help make this stuff easier. James Clear really is the master at setting up everything you can in your environment to increase the chances of following good habits, but there's a ton of other content out there. So this is sort of what I'm talking about when I say the fundamentals or the basics, and, and this really is how I deal with overwhelm. It's quite simple for me. When I let this stuff go, my overwhelm and anxiety just very rapidly pushes up. When I bring the stuff back and I just focus on the fundamentals, I do all of these things every day or as, as many times as I can in the week, my overwhelm decreases, my anxiety drops completely, I get way more productive and all of a sudden I sort of have this sense of like, you know, what was all the worry about? This is totally within my control. Another piece that I want to add on to this, which, which potentially for some of you might actually be the kicker, is building in an accountability process to all of this. So these things are simple, but not easy. And what I mean by not easy is they're very easy to stop. It's very easy not to have your cold shower. It's very easy not to go to bed at 9.30. It's very easy not to meditate in the morning and at night. It's very easy not to go for the run or the cycle or the yoga or whatever cardio means to you. It's very easy to not do this stuff. It's easy to book meetings so that you miss breakfast with your family or miss dinner with your family if this is important to you. 
And the lever that I can pull that makes the biggest difference to me on this is building in an accountability practice or an accountability process. I've spoken about this before, but I'll speak about it again. It's actually Sunday afternoon right now as I'm recording this, and I've just sent in my accountability asynchronous update to my accountability group. What is an accountability group? For me, it's a small group of people that I know very well. I wouldn't even necessarily call these people that like they don't have to be friends. They're people that I need to trust because some of the stuff I might share is confidential, but they shouldn't really necessarily be friends. They should be people that are going to, that you trust are going to hold you accountable if you don't send these updates. And what do I mean by hold you accountable? Just simply to go like, Hey, Mike, I noticed you didn't send an update this week. Is there anything you're blocked with? Is there any reason you didn't? Do you want to send another one? Do you want to talk through anything? It's not shaming you if you don't do something. It's just having someone there that's going to just notice when you don't do this. So for me, on a Sunday, any time of day on a Sunday, I'll record a quick little Loom video. It's never more than five minutes. And it's basically walking through my habit tracker that I just spoke about. I speak about the habits, how I did on the habits. Then I speak about every day I, I measure my, like how I feel from negative two to plus two. So it creates a little graph and I make little notes. So I speak about when I was up, when I was down, what I observed about being up, what I observed about being down. I speak about my goals, whether they're happy, sad, or indifferent in terms of my goals and my sub goals. And it's really just an update. And the fact that I know people are waiting for that every Sunday, it makes me want to actually complete it. And it makes me not want to report back saying, I failed everything, I failed everything, I failed everything, I failed everything. So building this accountability loop into all of this can make a massive difference. It doesn't have to be asynchronous. It doesn't have to be in the way that I've just said it. But the difference between doing this in your own little vacuum where no one knows about it and making it quote unquote public can be the difference between actually doing it and not doing it or doing it very poorly to doing it well. So if you're going to do this, if you're going to build a personal scorecard, if you're going to commit to doing these things in service of decreasing anxiety or decreasing overwhelm or increasing productivity or joy or whatever it is that you're looking for, I would strongly advise or at least suggest experimenting with a way in which you can hold yourself accountable or, or have your friends or colleagues or people you trust hold you accountable. And it's it's not a one-way street. Like I would I would say that in my experience, it doesn't work as well if it's just somebody else holding you accountable. It's kind of going to be a two-way, like a two-way accountability process. So yeah, there's nothing here that's um groundbreaking, but but really just to summarize, it's this concept of like the basics are the basics for a reason. You know, I was talking to my brother about this and and I was having this conversation and saying, you know, I just realized that the basics were, were dwindling and I went back to the basics. And he said, yeah, Mike, the basics are the basics, you know, because they're the basics. And the basics really are, for me, sleep, diet, alcohol consumption, meditation, exercise, and a process to, to keep all my projects in, in one place. Like those are the basics. There's a lot more to life than that. But from there, everything else for me comes from there. So relationships, productivity, all of those things, they come from that place. And when those things are challenged, everything else is just a lot more difficult. So for me, it's kind of like this, it's this foundational layer upon which we build resilience and the opposite of overwhelm, whatever that is, calm, control, whatever it is. And that's the key message here. Earlier on, I mentioned two sort of tools, which, which I figure I should speak about now. So the one is called the Eisenhower Matrix. Really just Google this if you haven't heard about it, but it's a very, very useful tool to help you determine what you should do, to help you determine what priority something is. 
So it's a quadrant with important and urgent, not important, urgent, not urgent, but important, and not urgent and not important. And I won't try and exp- – it's difficult to explain it over, over audio. Just go and Google the Eisenhower matrix. And it's a very, very useful tool to use when you have a thousand things you need to do, but you're not sure what the priority is. If you find the right image, it should give you the actions, not just the names. So, you know, you first start by sorting them saying, is it important and urgent? Then I should do it right now. Is it important, but not urgent? Well, then I should schedule it. Is it not important? But urgent, well, then I should probably delegate it. And if it's not urgent and not important, then I should just kill it. I don't need to do it. This has been a major shift in productivity for me over the years. And I'd really urge you to experiment with it and see if it works for your brain. Um, It's helped me massively. The other tool, and I say that this is a tool because for me, this is a tool, is it's called the serenity prayer because it starts with God grant me, but I'm not religious and this doesn't have a religious meaning for me. This is actually just a really useful phrase. As far as I know, this comes out of addiction counseling. I haven't been through addiction counseling myself, but I know a fair amount about it. And the the prayer goes as follows. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the strength to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And it's really that last part that I try to use a lot is when I look at this overwhelming list of projects or to do's, you know, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, just simply asking the question of like, what of these things do I actually have the ability to influence? What of these things are within my control? Start focusing there. More importantly, when you start to look at certain things and you go, okay, this thing's sort of got to be done or it's causing me stress, but I actually have no ability to influence this. This is completely outside of my control. There's nothing you can do about that. Let it go and focus on the things that you can control. Now, we've all heard that focus. We've all heard that, that, that saying, you know, what are the things that you can control? But that sort of pr- that prayer or that, that phrase, and if, if, if the religious connotation to it bothers you, just, just take out the, the beginning part where it says, God grant me, and just, just sort of say the, the, the phrase, which is the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the strength to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. How do you discern between what you can change and what you actually don't have control to changing? Those two tools, the Eisenhower matrix and the serenity prayer, I actually find extremely useful tools for productivity. You have a look at these lists, might seem overwhelming. You apply the Eisenhower matrix, is it important and urgent or what variation? You apply the serenity prayer, do I actually have influence over this or not? your to-do list suddenly gets a whole lot more contextualized and you actually can then get a much better sense of, okay, these are the things that I should be doing today, this week, etc. I glossed over the getting things done method. It's a pretty big investment from a time perspective to get set up. I would highly recommend everybody listening to this at least goes and checks out the book. It's not the most riveting read, but it's a productivity system that is just better than anything else I've ever come across. And I really really would like to sort of share it with people because it's changed a lot of stuff for me and how I organize pretty much everything in my world. So yeah, guys, hopefully, you know, the takeouts here were clear. If they weren't, I'll I'll just try and summarize them. The main takeout for me is like, figure out what your basics are. They're probably quite similar to mine. I'm sure there will be some slight nuances, but these are like human basics and some people's will be slightly different. I'm guessing no one's will be vastly different. If they are, I'd actually be very interested in what they are. But figure out what the basics are. Then build out a habit tracker or a scorecard. 
that actually allows you to look at these things every single day and just kind of tick them off or, or have a look at whether you're doing them or whether you're not. Then track how you're feeling on the days that, you know, every day and see if there's a correlation between when you're doing these habits and when you're not. And then build in some form of an accountability process to increase the chances of you continually doing these things. And my strong suspicion is that you will only get benefit from this stuff. I, I think it's very unlikely that people implement these kinds of things and don't experience some form of positivity. Is it going to change your life? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Is it going to make your life better? I'd be surprised if it didn't. For me, I can see a direct correlation to when I'm doing this stuff and when I'm not doing this stuff. And as I said, it shows up for me in overwhelm and a kind of feel feeling of anxiety. So as always, I really hope there was some value in this for you. And uh, if you want to continue the conversation with me, best way to find me is on LinkedIn. And I'd love to hear your shares and experiences on this topic. If you want to talk about working with me as a business improvement coach, please reach out either on mike at smbmastery.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn. Please do share this podcast with whoever you think will get value from it. And if you have five minutes, please do give us a rating and review. They really do help with making the podcast visible. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon with the next episode.